In this video, I'm going to give you some strategies for dealing with difficult conversations. Um, and we're also going to talk about how to avoid them in the first place. Because um, I think a lot of times we, we put in place strategies to deal with having difficult conversations when some of them just could be mitigated by the way that we do business. So let's take a look at that. Okay. So how do we anticipate pain points before they happen? Let's talk about a whole bunch of them um, that we could possibly see and how we can um, mitigate those. Okay, so the first one, and, and I've seen lots of people talk about this, getting documents from clients. Okay, so first of all, I want you to think about what documents you really need to get from clients. Um, so I see lots of bookkeepers talk about getting receipts. Um, so it is not your job to get receipts. It is not your job to verify that a client actually spent money on what they said they spent money on. Um, even as a CPA, you know, I tell my clients, um, I do not want your receipts. And, um, and in my, um, in my engagement letters to them, you know, I say, I assume that you have documentation for everything that you put on your tax return. And by signing this letter, you verify that you do. Um, I think that's a really good way to handle it. Um, I know I've had bookkeepers tell me, well, I need that so I know where to put things. More often than not, you really don't. Um, you know, if they go to Staples and they spend $25, they probably bought office supplies. Um, if they go to Staples and spend $3,000, that's when I would put that in, you know, the Ask My Accountant account and send that off to your client asking them what they spent the money on. Now, if the client wishes to put receipts in a Dropbox folder and share that with you, um, then that's just fine. Um, but again, you got to make sure you include that in your fee um, if they expect you to go through and check that. Um, other documents you might need from clients are things like bank statements. Um, so that you can reconcile. And again, um, if, if everything matches up with what's downloading from the bank, um, you don't necessarily need to reconcile as of the last day of the month. If the client is really bad about getting you bank statements, you can put in your contract that I will, you know, reconcile, um, you know, on a monthly basis as long as the statements are provided to me. There's a couple different ways you can get around having to go through the client. Um, there's something called HubDoc, which will actually pull statements from, um, from a bank. You can request that the client have a copy of their bank statement sent to you. Um, you can request that your client contact their bank and get you um, what's called read-only access or document-only access. Um, to their online banking, which means you can't pay bills, you can't, the only thing you can do is you can view. Um, and most banks that have business bank accounts will allow you to do that. Um, so, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways that you can get around this pain point um, without, you know, kind of let's nip it in the bud before it becomes an issue. Clients overstepping boundaries. So, um, Typically, I find that you're going to have clients that test your boundaries. 
um, for example, you might have, you might say no text messages and you have clients that text message you. Um, if you don't want to deal with text, don't respond to those texts. Um, simple as that. And then when the client emails you and says, I sent you text message, a text message, say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I don't text message. Um, it's in the how I work document that, that I don't accept text messages. Or maybe the first time you say, you know, you respond back during your normal business hours. You know, I'm sorry, I don't do work via text. You know, please email me in the future. Um, you know, or you can respond back to them via email. Um, and include in that, you know, I received your text message. I, you know, I don't respond to text messages, but since this is the first time you did it, you know, please refer back and maybe attach your How I Work document with the ways that you prefer to be contacted. Um, but, you know, there's there's lots of different ways that you can kind of, and then if the client does it again, just ignore the text message. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there, there are lots of times where we allow clients to behave badly and we respond to that bad behavior so the clients continue to do it. Um, and we need to make sure that we do not respond, right, positively to that behavior and encourage it. Scope creep. And again, this is kind of like clients overstepping boundaries, right? If clients start to say, oh, can you do this? Oh, can you do that? The first thing you have to say is, well, if you'd like me to do this, this is outside the scope of my normal work. Here's my pricing. Um, and, you know, I'd be happy to put together a proposal for you to do that work. Um, or if it's something they want done on a regular basis, you can say, well, you know, here's, here's what your monthly pricing would be if we include that in your services going forward. If you'd like to do that, you know, we can update your contract and adjust your billing accordingly. And this also falls into two, um, you know, I have people that will contact me and say, can I ask you a quick question? Or they'll contact me via messenger. Can I ask you a quick question? Um, and what I've started to do, and it works really well, um, is I send them, say, oh, here's my calendar. Um, you know, feel free to book a time with me. But my calendar is a paid calendar, which means um, I usually send them the link for a 30-minute meeting. Um, and they have to pay in order to book it. And, you know, for the most part, um, people will either book or they won't book. Um, and if they come back to me and say, well, it's really a quick question. I say, you know, there a lot of people think that there are quick questions, but there really aren't. And so it, it would just be best, you know, and then you can, you know, I can answer multiple questions for you or whatnot. Um, but, you know, this this is how we have to handle it. And just leave it at that. And some people may book and some people won't. Some people might, you know, in the case of scope creep, say, okay, you know, let's, let's add this service or, oh, I, you know, I forgot that it wasn't included. Okay. And you can deal with it that way. Um, a client not paying their invoice. So I'm a big fan of putting clients on automate, um, automatic payment, right? Which means that, um, they, you know, you bill them on a regular basis. Um, I would, not recommend like keeping their credit card information stored anywhere. That is such a huge liability. 
um, you know, what I recommend is that you hop on a quick, on, you know, when you're in the middle of your onboarding call, um, you can set up their sales receipt and um, make sure that you get a signature authorization um, to bill them on a regular basis. The other thing you could do too, if you wanted, you could set them up um, on a reoccurring payment um, in Stripe. You could do something like that. Um, but, you know, make sure that what, after you've gotten their, you know, their credit card information, what I would do is I'd be on the phone with them doing the onboard or be on Zoom with them. Uh, make sure that it's not, you know, you don't record the credit card information if you're using Zoom. Um, but once you have, you know, I would type the information directly into QuickBooks, process the payment, um, don't write the information down, and make sure that the payment goes through. If for some reason one of their payments don't go through, that's a very simple email. Um, you know, typically when I've had to send that email, like when we had a membership, I would say, hi, you know, I just wanted to let you know we've tried to, you know, bill you for your monthly subscription. Um, and the payment didn't go through, could you please check with your bank um, or give us a call to provide an updated credit card? Um, and that's usually, you know, there's no blame, like, oh my God, your payment didn't go through. Oh, you know, no blame, just very like, you know, you know, your payment didn't go through. Um, you know, please call your bank. There's no blame. There's no, you know, you had an issue. You're overdrawn. You're, don't do things like that. Um, just keep it very factual and tell them how long they have to contact you um, before their service will, you know, we need to hear from you within the next, you know, three days, five days. I usually give like three business days for that. Um, and I found that when I have done that, um, the client, they'll fix it right away. Um, a client accusing you of stealing or not doing the things, uh, doing things the way they want. Okay, so, you know, I think a lot of this gets, um, if you have an onboarding process where um, you explain to the client how you're going to do things, you explain, okay, so, you know, I'm going to classify things for you, I'm going to give you reports. Um, if you disagree with where I put anything, you know, please let me know within X amount of time. Um, anything that we put in the ask my accountant account or the ask my client account, um, we ask that you resolve that within, um, within three business days so that we can get your statements to you in a timely manner. Um, but I think the, the more you explain, the less likely it is um, the, you know, getting the, you're not doing things the way I want you to. Um, I also find that the, the more you get into the employee realm where you're paying bills on a regular basis, you're doing invoicing on a regular basis, you seem to have more issues in that realm. Um, the monthly after the fact bookkeeping, not so much. So if you are providing invoicing services or, um, you're doing bill pay, I would, I would have an additional document that's part of kind of the how I work, where you outline this is how you're going to do their invoicing, or this is how you're going to do their bill pay, and have like a very step-by-step, -step, this is how it's going to be done, 
and make sure that the client signs off on that as part of the service arrangement, okay? So kind of make that another addendum to your contract. Um, super, super important. Okay, and then um, if the client's accusing you of stealing, like I said, this is where, you know, I don't like getting into client bill pay, okay? Um, because this is a, re a very real possibility. Um, I help clients automate, you know, everything they possibly can, put things, you know, that things automatically get charged to their credit card. Um, we do lots of that. That's why I also say, you know, if you're going to get access to the bank account, have it be read only so you don't have access to bill pay or ask them to have the bank send you statements automatically um, or, you know, set them up with HubDoc. You know, I know people don't like paying for services like that, but for $20 a month, and I think there's a steeper discount once you get a certain number of clients with them, it is completely worth it for that peace of mind, and you're going to pass that cost on to the client. Um, so it, it really is, uh, you know, and you can say it as like a security thing too, right? So I will not have access to your online banking. I will not have access to any of your stuff because HubDoc is going to, be the intermediary to download the statements for me so that, you know, I don't have access to any of that. So I think that's a, a really good selling point um, as part of your services, okay? Um, client changing the tools used. So again, I'm a, I'm a big fan that any services that you need to do your work should be included in your fee. So, um, you know, unless my object, my only thing with that, and again, this is not really something you're using. This is something they're using. Um, I use an external payroll service and, um, the client pays for that directly, but QuickBooks, I would, you know, I would include in their monthly fee HubDoc if it will work with their bank, I would include in their fee, um, you know, anything else that you think you need. You know, I think the only exception to that is if they did want to put receipts into, um, you know, like a Dropbox folder. Um, and if the client is like really concerned about keeping receipts, I would introduce them to an app called Cam Scanner, C-A-M-S-C-A-N-N-E-R, Cam Scanner. Um, and what Cam Scanner does is it turns your phone into um, basically a scanner. So you can take a picture and it will turn it into a PDF and then you can name it and you can tell Cam Scanner where you want it to go. It really is a beautiful phone app and it's free. Um, so that's something that you can, you know, you could actually create a video um, on how to do that and then, you know, kind of send that out as part of your onboarding process. It's, it's a really cool thing to do. Okay, so let's kind of talk about how to have difficult conversations. And a lot of this is going to be about how you deal, right, with, um, with accusations coming at you. But this can also work on both sides of the conversation. So the first thing I need you to do is I need you to take a deep breath, okay? Whether it's a client calling at you, yelling at you, leaving a voicemail, sending an email, um, if you think this is the start of a difficult conversation. Um, so I, you know, if, if a client calls 
and is yelling at the other end. Okay. I think you need to put the phone away from your ear. Um, and then kind of put it, you know, take a deep breath. And then put the phone back to your ear. Okay. Um, but take a second. Okay. Um, typically I'll tell you that because clients don't like being confrontational either. So I find that most of the time, if you, if a client is going to be nasty, um, it typically happens via email, um, or via messenger or something where there's like a separation between you and the client. Um, do not respond in anger. And I know sometimes that's really hard. Um, you know, typically the, the emails that you are going to regret the most are the ones that you write when you're angry or if you don't take a second to really process. Um, you know, the phone calls where, you know, somebody calls yelling at you or they're upset and you yell back, right? It just things don't happen well when we respond in anger. So whether you get you know, typically, like I said, it's going to come through messenger, text message, voicemail, or email. Respond within your normal how I work time frame. So don't try to be avoidant um, because that's just going to escalate things. So if you say, you know, I normally respond within 24 hours, that's what, you know, that's what you should do. Um, if you are on the phone with the person or you get on the phone with the person, listen very carefully. Um, and give them, you know, give the client a hundred percent of your attention. Don't be off doing something else. Or even if they're sending you, um, if they send you a voicemail, I would listen to it multiple times. If it's an email, read it over multiple times, make sure that you really got the gist of it. And I think sometimes when we think that, you know, that a client has like a complaint, we might inject feeling into it. That's not really there. Um, that's why it's it's really tough when you're doing things via email or, you know, any sort of um, nonverbal communication. Sometimes it's harder to read people. That's why I recommend giving it your 100% attention and then reading or listening multiple times. Okay, um, especially if you are, like, caught off guard, okay? Um, like you pick up the phone and you've got a client yelling at you, um, be assertive and do not allow yourself to be abused. So if a client calls you up and they're angry, you know, I would say, I understand that you're angry. However, I will not allow you to treat me like this. Um, I would not treat you this way. And I respect, you know, I ask you not treat me this way. Um, because I think it's really important that, and if the person's like still yelling, say, you know, I'm sorry, could you, you know, could you possibly take a few moments? You know, I understand that you're upset, but could you take a few moments, maybe call me back um, in a couple minutes when you've regained your composure, okay? I think it's perfectly okay to say something like that um, because, you know, you should not allow yourself to be abused by a client. Okay. And that's even something you could put in your How I Work document. You know, I will not have business conversations if you are, you know, angry, you know, or threatening. You know, I will ask you to, you know, 
regain your composure and give me a call back. That's perfectly fine to put that in your How I Work document. Um, only admit fault if you are at fault. Okay. So you can say things like, I understand that you're angry. You know, however. So I think a lot of times, especially women, we have the we have the habit of saying, oh my God, I'm sorry, right? And we take responsibility for feelings that we might not even have anything to do with. And so um, I, I like using the approach, I understand that you're, you know, that you're upset. And so you're, you're showing compassion without, it, without taking fault. Okay, so let's look at a couple more. Um, if it's a voicemail or an email or even a text message. If it's something where the person is not like on the other end of the phone, determine how you will respond and what you will say. How you respond is the method of communication. So um, if you believe that your response should be in writing to cover your butt, then email is probably the best way. Okay. Um, if you know, if you don't feel that you need to do that, um, and this is, you know, a conversation that you're, you're having to resolve something, then typically I would say phone if that is something that you're comfortable doing. Okay. Um, don't try to resolve things via messenger. Don't try to resolve things via text message. Um, you either want to have an email. Okay. Because then email is like, okay, reading, taking a breath, responding, we're text messaging. Um, you can almost, you can get into an argument text messaging. You can get into an argument uh, Facebook messaging. Um, so you're either looking to have a phone call or a series of emails um, to do this. Because I think a lot of times with text messages and Facebook messenger, you know, where we misconstrue people's intent or people's attitude. Um, and sometimes the conversation, if you're both talking at the same time, could be moving so quickly that you don't get to respond before that person says the next thing and you've got things out of order and things get jumbled. And, and so I would recommend either phone or email, depending on whether or not you need to have written documentation. And even if you do have a phone conversation, you may want to follow up with an email and say, okay, you know, per our phone conversation, I just want to confirm this is what we agreed to. You know, if my understanding is incorrect, you know, please respond back. Okay. Um, but then that way you have some type of confirmation. And if, if this is something like contra contractual that's going to change, you may want to draw it up and put it into your contract software and send it that way so that they can sign off to confirm um, if the relationship is changing. Um, acknowledge the client's feelings and then state facts. So, um, and I want to also, the next one with this, do not state your feelings. Um, a lot of times we start off with, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, you know, I feel that this is going on. Um, you can acknowledge, say, I understand that you're upset, but this is what happened right? This is what's going on. Um, 
And I think once you inject feelings into it, you're making it personal. And I'll tell you a lot of people, um, especially if, if you're working with men, um, they will discount what you're saying as soon as you say, I feel. Okay. Um, and, and I don't like that, but it's a reality. Okay. And I want to make sure that when you're having those difficult conversations that you're stating facts. Okay. Um, because that's, that's ultimately what you have to fall back on, right? Whether you're doing this via email or you're doing this via, um, via phone. Okay. Um, always propose a resolution. Okay. Um, so, you know, if a client, if you have access to all clients banking and the client is, thinks you're, you're stealing from them and you go, no, 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 this is, you know, you know, you kind of, you go through and, you know, the client's like, oh yes, you're not, you know, oh, I'm sorry. That was, oh, that was me. Or, you know, oh, that was a third party, you know, somehow my information got stolen. Um, you know, propose a resolution with the client. So, hey, listen, you know, I have the software that I use called HubDoc. We can get you set up in there. Or why don't we call your bank and just have your statement sent to me? You know, propose some other resolution to make the client feel better. And then also at that point, you need to determine if you want to continue the relationship. So if the client was incredibly abusive um, or tends to jump to conclusions or just jumps down your neck or doesn't respond, you know, uh, doesn't respect your boundaries, you have the right, right, per your contract to decide whether or not you want to continue the relationship. And so whenever you have to have a difficult conversation with a client, I think you need to document somewhere, um, you know, have like an, a, a running client document. Because sometimes we have short memories and we kind of forget, oh yeah, this is the fifth time this year that the client has accused me of doing something wrong. Um, make sure that you have some sort of like Word document with ongoing, you know, conversations with clients um, or issues with clients. And then determine whether or not you want to continue the relationship. And if you decide not to, then give notice per your contract. So let me know if you have any questions about this. If you ever have any specific issues, um, you've got the Empower Bookkeeper Network. You can always post there um, or you can leave something below this video um, and we will address that in one of our weekly calls. Great. Thanks, guys.